guys, you're watching and listening to Out of the Box Podcast with Rosie Tran. I'm so excited today to have a very special guest, Valencia Foster. She is the Southern California chapter leader for the Free Mom Mom Hugs nonprofit. Valencia, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you, Rosie? Thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so excited. So for the listeners and watchers, a little bit of background. I actually went to a benefit, um, a comedy show benefit to um, support this amazing group. And I found out about it. Why don't you tell um, the audience a little bit about the background of Free Mom Hugs? Because I didn't know anything about it before um, we met. So Free Mom Hugs is an organization that was started or founded by Sarah Cunningham, a mom who had struggled with her son's coming out and um, she had kind of decided, you know, after going to a pride event that she wanted to do more to support the LGBTQIA community. And uh, the story is that she fashioned a button with paper and tape and the button said free mom hugs. And uh, at some point, you know, she decided that she was going to um, create a nonprofit around the mission of uh, Free Mom Hugs, which is education, visibility, and the celebration of LGBTQIA lives. But I think that initial, um, the initial drive or movement started from hugging. And so, you know, it's a very intimate gesture. It's easy. I mean, someone like me who had not really been an ally or an advocate for my own son, who, uh, you know, who who identifies as bi now, you know, it had not been um, a journey for me as far as being an ally until I was um, moved and inspired by what I saw Sarah doing with Free Mom Hug. So in 2019, I joined when this whole movement kind of went national and, and, and it went viral. And so I got involved at that point and um, just volunteered to... Um, go out and hug people. And, yeah. and uh, the movement has, has progressed and my involvement has progressed, but initially it was just one mom supporting her son and going to a pride event. Yeah, and I think it's really positive because I think right now with the narratives that are going on in the mainstream media, there's a lot of divisiveness. And so, you know, a hug is like you said, such an intimate gesture. It's, it's spreading love. Right. I think we bonded at the event because I told you my husband actually used to have a company called Hug Me Tees. (laughs) And so that was our mission with Hug Me Tees, um, which is now a defunct entity. But um, we were going around just um, obviously this was pre-COVID, but just spreading love by giving a hug. So we had our shirts on that said, you know, hug me. And I think that's so important, especially in the community that you're talking about, because a lot of people can feel really isolated. So I'm sure that can save lives and also make people feel connected or um, loved in a situation that might not always be easy. The point that you're making about, you know, those simple gestures of affirmation and love saving lives is really true. I mean, there are a bunch of different statistics by different organizations. You can check with the Trevor Project, the human rights campaign, and they will tell you that acceptance, particularly in your family, is, uh, you know, the way to save lives where people are, you know, brought into the family and loved and accepted and affirmed for who they are. And it is truly life-saving. And the experience that, you know, we've had hugging you know, it's a, it's a temporary gesture, but you're right there intimately heart to heart with another person 
who may have been kicked out of their family, who you know, um, may have had to move here to Southern California to live their lives authentically, you know, and have left family behind, even if the family supports them. So when we go to events, you know, we are right there going to the people. Now, granted, the pandemic kind of put the brakes on that. So we had to find other ways to show our support. And we did a lot of car parades and, you know, whether they were part of a, you know, a national event like Pride or an international event like Pride Month or a National Coming Out Day, Harvey Milk Day, uh, Valentine's Day, which is all about love. We also did some private personal um, caravans as well. We've done some drives for food and hygiene products. You know, we have some letter, a letter writing campaign um, for cards and letters to seniors who were in, um, you know, at risk in quarantine during COVID. And so we have a team of people who write letters and cards to them, and they are um, part of the LGBTQIA um, program um, through the LA LGBTQ Center. And so they are in residential housing. So we get letters and cards over to them. And we're still trying to think of you know, ways to go, as we call it, beyond the hug, mm -hmm. um, because there's something more after you have that initial encounter hugging people, there's always something more that we feel like we can do. And obviously education is important. So we provide online education now that we're you know, sequestered. And uh, that's been helpful because I think as allies, you know, it's very important for us to take the initiative to educate ourselves about the community. It's not the community's responsibility to bring us along. It's, it's, you know, we are stepping into the arena to say, I love you, I affirm you. And now we need to learn more about that community we support. And so we, we advocate that as well. That's amazing. Um, let's talk a little bit about having to pivot due to COVID. You told me an amazing story when I met you about um, someone who was gonna miss their first pride. And maybe you can talk a little bit about the drive-by parades. Um, you did mention it, but maybe some of the listeners or audience watching are like, what are you talking about? What is that? <laughs> So, you know, I think we began to see people find ways to, to, to uh, celebrate different milestones during that time. And so the suggestion was, it's like, well, why don't we do that? And so someone in our group, this is just one, one instance, but someone in our group knew someone who came out as transgender and this person and, um, and their wife we're gonna to go to pride events for the very first time uh, in 2019. And of course, we found out in March that the world was going to be shut down. And so we decided to take pride to them. And so the, the wife got all the, you know, planned together to be out in front of their place where they lived. And, and we got all of our our, um, our volunteers who we call huggers to come out and <laughs> decorate, their, decorate their cars. And we have bubbles, we have music and we wrapped around the corner a couple of times and then they walked to a park and of course masked, you know, we brought them some gifts and, and it was just our way of bringing pride to them. So it sounds and like they, they had their own miniature um, pride parade. <laughs> absolutely, you know, so we did several of those, but of course, like I said, you know, we cover from um, just about Santa Barbara down to San Diego for our Southern California chapter. And so we've hit all of the major areas for 
um, the pride parades during Pride, Long Beach, San Diego, uh, you know, areas in Orange County, and of course, um, from downtown LA to West Hollywood, and then of course the private ones. And you know, it's fun. You know, you decorate your cars and you put, uh, you know, affirmations of love and acceptance on your, um, you know, posters that we make, and it's very festive. Yes, but still it does getting that message festive. out. You know, yeah. um, I remember one weekend was the first weekend everyone could have outside dining. And it just happened to be, um, maybe it may have been like maybe coming out weekend or some one of those events. And it was so nice to see the reception to go down Sunset Boulevard through Hollywood Boulevard from downtown to West Hollywood where people were eating outside in cafes and cheering us on and, and you know, affirming that our message was positive. And it was just a great feeling. Even though we didn't have the intimacy of hugging, there was still the connections and obviously going through communities where people, you know, in the LGBTQIA plus community live, you know, I was very touching for them as well. Yes. And you did mention that you're talking, I know you're the um, Southern California chapter leader and you're talking a lot about um, Southern California, but you know, there are a lot of places in the U.S. maybe more rural or more um, secluded where people really need this service. And you did say it's a national organization. So um, if people are listening or watching that are in a place where they really need that, um, it's it's national, correct? Absolutely. Uh, the founder of Free Mom Hugs uh, lives in Oklahoma. And so that's kind of where it all started. And like you said, you know, you know, even though we, you know, consider ourselves more liberal here. You know, we still have pockets that are difficult and we have people who are rooted in certain traditions uh, family-wise that, you know, that make it difficult to accept their LGBTQIA family members and loved ones. Um, so if anyone is interested in finding out more about Free Mom Hugs, they can go to freemomhugs.org and you can find a chapter there. And, uh, we'll bring you on board you know we we want to accommodate people who want to join us as allies and this is it's, it's free mom hugs but you know my husband's with us every at every event and is very committed dad's hug too <laughs> right? and we have siblings and we have people with children people without children it's really open to whoever wants to join the mission of free mom hugs but um, yeah, we're, we, we have a reach across the country and of course, in some of those areas where it's tougher for people to have their own and live authentically and have support, you know, we actually have a lot of groups in those areas, you know, um, obviously from, you know, mom groups that I've been in and private Facebook groups, there's a greater need for someone to connect to, and there's a greater urgency to have services to provide, you know, mental health support and counseling and, you know, just to support, um, you know, peer support for parents walking through this as well. And so, yeah, know, we were, I did yeah. want to talk about that because I think that is one of the most important parts of the story, not just supporting um, the people that are coming out, but the parents. I mean, that's really what the organization seems to be founded on, right? It's this mom who was struggling with that and and it's free mom hug so it's I think the parents that's guiding them as well to acceptance and open-mindedness and learning like you said education absolutely and you know I think some of us have found other ways to be supported I really feel like free mom hugs is like a transition from 
support group to action in a sense, because as a parent, I won't say that, um, you know, I was, I, ha I mean, I have, we had our own personal journey as a family and I had my own personal journey uh, as a mom, but um, I sought a private Facebook group where people can really bear their souls and connect with one, one another. And that group was called Serendipity Duda for Moms. And uh, many of the, the members of Free Mom Hugs initially joined that group first. And, you know, like I was saying, like, I don't know, seven years ago, I was probably around the four, like maybe low 400s as far as like when I joined. And it's up to like over 30,000 oh, mothers. Wow. And that group is just for mothers. And so that group is available. But I met or my first encounter with Sarah Cunningham was we were both in that group. And so uh, I think as we grew in our journey with our families, you know, and our, our loved ones, you know, I think there becomes a, a shift to do more and become an ally. And I was like, well, I mean, I can hug, you know, that means <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not marching on Washington at this point. I'm not fundraising for someone's political campaign who's going to draw, you know, eventually I, I probably will, but for, for the time being, uh, you know, watching Sarah go on tours from Oklahoma through, you know, rural areas all the way to New York City on the initial tour she did with just her and one other mom, you know, I was inspired by that, that, you know what, that how, I'm just amazing how powerful a hug could be. So in 2019, early I don't know, early spring, I thought, well, when, when Pride Month comes here, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to go out and hug and, you know, it'll be great and I'll be done with LA Pride and then I'll wait till next year. And, and it ended up being a situation where there was not a volunteer to organize for LA Pride in 2019. And uh, the suggestion was that, well, why, why don't you do it? I was like, oh gosh, I hadn't planned on that. I just wanted to go out, <laughs> want to go out and hug people. My, my husband encouraged me and I moved from LA chapter lead to the lead for you know Southern California. And I can't leave this conversation without saying how wonderful it is to have a team of people on our Southern California chapter leadership team and all the volunteers who continue to come out either for their first event, second, third, or whatever, and to have like a cohesive group who's, you know, all on the same accord to do the will of the mission of Free Mom Hugs. It's been awesome. You guys are like Care Bears. Did you ever see the show Care Bears? Yeah. You know <laughs> I guess we are. You guys all are like Care Bears. It gets crazy. Some of the regalia, we get all like our rainbow stuff on it. But you know, it's fun and it's festive and it's positive. You know, we had probably the first live um, pride event of the year was two weeks ago in Palm Springs and good turnout with our team and, and there was a parade and, and it's just what we take away. It's just, it's, I can't even put it in words sometimes, you know, you're just left with this joy, you know, and fulfillment yeah. that, you know, if you just made an impact in one life that that would be enough. Well, let's know? talk about that because hugging is very intimate as you mentioned. Um, I'm sure you get a lot of experiences where people break down and they're sharing their story with you. Absolutely. I mean, from the very first Pride event, you know, and, and my husband will speak to that as well, you know, with people having been estranged from their fathers, 
but um, you know, you have an instance where people have not really dealt with how painful it's been to be rejected from their family. Maybe they've adopted a new family and they're living in a new city or with new people, or they've, you know, surrounded themselves with people who care about them, but they're not their family. And there's that longing and that grief. And so right at that moment, it's like, there, all these feelings come out. It's like a release, you know, people, like, ah, absolutely. It's a total release. And people have cried on our shoulders and told us their stories. And I mean, I'm just glad to be there for that. And if they needed to have that release, that we were there and prepared to just support them and love them through it. And um, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Cause I remember mm-hmm. at the end of the first pride uh, event we did, in LA in 2019, you know, you don't realize that you're still wearing the t-shirt, <laughs> the t-shirt and you're walking down the street and people are coming and going and this woman, you could tell she was partying and having a good time. She's like, oh, we're waiting for an Uber. Do you have time for one more hug? <laughs> and like, Absolutely. And she hugged and, you know, I kind of, we have kind of have a thing where it's like, we don't let go until the person we're hugging lets go. And so I was hugging her and I could just feel her kind of shaking. And I said, what are you feeling? What's going on? And she was just like, I, I haven't had any contact with my family. They don't care about me. I've made a new life, but I miss them so, so much, you know, (sighs) and she just cried and, you know, and she was like, oh my God, I hadn't expected to feel like that. I had no idea I'm just like, let me get a hot mom hug, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it was very moving, but, you know, it obviously that connection triggered some feelings, you know, and so, you know, I think when, when Free Mom Hugs came out with the content on the hug, it was like, okay, now that we've had that experience, how do we help people who have, are struggling with grief? Uh, missing their families? How do we help people who have other issues? And so beyond the hug is where, you know, we want to make sure we have resources and the means to support people beyond the hug. So let's talk about beyond the hug. What are some of those resources? What are, what is some of that education that you've mentioned so far? So people can check it out or learn more who might be struggling. So we have um, our national team sends out care packages Uh, If someone's having a hard time, if someone recently came out, you know, they are sending care packages to let people know you you can nominate someone and they'll send a care package to tell someone that, you know, we're thinking about you and, and that you're loved. But as a, as a regional group, we try to connect with our local LGBTQIA centers, Um, you know, LA Center, OC, San Diego, Long Beach, Riverside, all the areas, we try to make sure that we get to know and have a relationship with the people in our own community. So if something comes up where there's a need, where it's a mental health need, where it's a housing issue or whatever it is, we wanna make sure that people who come to us that we're able to provide a resource. And we do that at the regional level and at the national level um, because we know how important it is to be able to um, have the, to be part of the community. Yeah. And what about parents who are, are struggling, you know, maybe their son or daughter just came out and they still love them, but they're like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 maybe they came from a religious background that was against it, or they have some type of belief that's against it, but they're like, I still love my kid. Like, 
what what is the direction that you guys are leading um, or advising? So, like I said, it's like we have our you know groups that we refer when people if they come directly to us or if we meet someone out a mom who's you know like like even in Palm Springs you know there were kids who just came out their first Pride event and fortunately for them their parents brought them you yeah. Know? But the parents will tell us on the side, you know, I'm still struggling, you know, um, my kid is trans, I don't understand it. So we would, we'd really encourage them to go to their local center. Now, granted, right now, everything's available online, you know, so on the Free Mom Hugs website, there are resources from national teams. If someone was to contact us at any one of our pages on Facebook, um, we have Free Mom Hugs LA, IE, OC, and San Diego, you know, then we would go into our local resources and provide those for them directly. But the centers, uh, one center that we use, we, we, one of the youth managers at the Long Beach LGBTQ Center, Joel Gemino, um, does a lot of online educational classes for us. It's basically like Allyship 101 but their programs at almost all these centers just aching for parents to come and find support, you know, and education and, and, and honestly a way to advocate for their kids. You know, I know the center in Long Beach does a lot for parents uh, to equip them to talk about this, what happens in the schools with their younger kids and, you know, gives them um, an overview of all the laws that apply to their rights as parents of LGBTQIA kids and the rights of their children. And so, you know, I feel like the first step for us was to really build community. And I know that in the chapters across the country and as a national uh, organization, that that's a primary focus because, you know, we don't really have to reinvent the wheel with regard to resources. They're out there, you know, and we wanna make sure that the folks who are set up to do that with the experts and the social workers and, you know, the people who are affiliated with, you know, even here, the Department of Children's Services, that they're equipped to help families. Um, and people and that then, have been through it before, other moms. Absolutely. I mean, the Serendipity Doodah group that we, that I sought out really was dealing with um, people who had been crushed by their faith if you want to call it that, or who had difficulty um, making the journey without the support of their church and or even having the impact of religion um, cause them to reject their children. So there were a lot of stories in that group. And of course, you know, people are different places on the continuum from I just found out to let me help you. And so within that mom's group, and there, I mean, there's a bunch of groups like that that are private and because they're connected with social media, it makes it easy for people to connect to people all over the country and possibly all over the world. You know, I, I truly believe that when we tell our stories that other people can benefit from, you know, our journey. There's a quote by Brene Brown. I mean, I may not get it exactly correct, but it says something about, you know, one day your story about how you survived will be the guidebook for someone else. Yeah, and I, I love her. She's great. Truly believe that, you know, I, I see that in action all the time. And finally, this might be a little bit personal, but it is related. 
Um, have you gone through a personal transformation as far as your relationship with um, your son coming out? Absolutely. Um, I think we all do. Even if you're um, someone who we would say affirms, you know, folks in the LGBTQIA community, it's different when it's your own kid, you know, because there's concerns and fears about their future. My son's a young black man. Now he's part of, you know, the LGBTQIA community. So I feel like, you know, it's kind of a double whammy, you know, so the, the, the overwhelming grief for the fact that, you know, now there's new fears about acceptance and, you know, hoping that this person, you know, that your kid will have the same rights and the same opportunities as your straight kid. Um, that's a big concern. And then on a personal note, it's like, you know, you're navigating through this whole like uh, process that's like, well, this isn't the way I envisioned my family. <laughs> How do I talk to my family? Do I talk to my family? What's yeah. going to be the perception? What's going to happen when people who don't agree with the fact that we have told him we love him and we accept him, are they going to have an issue with that? Well, I mean, that's, it, this is, it's our nuclear, it's, it's, it's something that's in our nuclear family, but of course we have our larger family to deal with. Cousins, you know, aunts, uncles, relatives exactly, that might not be supportive. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm going to be honest, as uh, Black families, you know, we're, maybe we're not quite there yet where we are fully open and affirming, you know, and if we are, there's a lot of questioning or, you know, or maybe this is a phase or, you know, and I'm sure every family goes through that. I'm just talking about my own immediate community that I feel like there's a lot of work to do. I would love to be able to have more moms of, um, you know, more black parents join us so that their kids can be proud of them and know that, you know, not only do my parents support me, but they're willing to go out there and support the community and have representation. I think that's really amazing what you guys are doing, um, spreading love, you know, spreading positivity and spreading acceptance. So I think that's amazing. Um, how can people check it out? Um, can you remind us of the website one more time for resources? So we have freemomhugs.org. Um, as far as, you know, all the information you need to find a chapter, to find out what our mission is. Um, as far as our Southern California chapter, we do operate our membership out of uh, Facebook. So you can search Free Mom Hugs SoCal, IE for Inland Empire, OC for Orange County, LA for LA, and then San Diego, SD for San Diego within Facebook. And if you message us and then, you know, you can message us on Instagram where uh, on Instagram, we're Free Mom Hugs SoCal on Instagram. I tend to get all the messages that come through. So I'd be happy to personally address anyone who has a question or would like some guidance on where to go next. I'm happy to do that. And so, um, you know, that's the first step. Well, it sounds like an amazing organization where people can get positive resources and learn um, more about the organization. And again, such a positive thing. You're spreading love. Whereas I think, you know, there, there is a lot of negativity on the internet, but what an amazing thing that people from all over the country can get resources. So that's really great. Absolutely, Rosie. Yeah. And I, Thank you I really so much. You having that conversation that we had at that wonderful event that was a fundraiser for us and, you know, following up and inviting, inviting me to tell you a little bit more about what we do and who we are.
Great. Well, guys, check it out. Again, she had uh, freemomhugs.org, correct? Yes, and we will have it listed. Um, we will or have it listed. Mom Hugs SoCal on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, great. We will have it listed um, at the bottom in the show notes on the YouTube. And also, um, if you're driving, we'll have it on the website. Um, and if you're listening to Out of the Box on audio only. Guys, this has been Out of the Box Podcast with Rosie Tran. Check out our website, outofthebox.podcast.com. And as always, I'm at Funny Rosie on Twitter. Thanks, guys. This has been Out of the Box with Rosie Tran.